This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demera here, and we're glad you could join us today. And on today's show, we're going to take a look at some new signings that have happened across the NHL. And there's some big names still out there on the market, so we're going to mention a few of those. And the Calgary Flames, they've been a mess lately, so we've got that to mention too. And also, we've got some more UFC gambling picks for you. And there's been some big fights announced that are still a ways away, but we're going to talk briefly about those. And then after that, we're going to uh, talk about a little rumor going around the NBA. And that rumor is that a future Hall of Famer could be joining the Toronto Raptors. And then we've got to mention some things that went down at the MLB All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby. But first things first, we got to check in with the lads here. How you guys doing? Not too bad. I'm not too bad. We got lots to talk about, like you said. Whoa, whoa, holy shit, I'm in shambles. <laughs> I put on the Blue Jays game six, Joe Carter walk-off game on behind me, and it's all fucking 100% volume. Forgot to turn that down. But um, Guys in shambles, eh? That week off just totally fucking messed up. <laughs> this guy's eh? still in va- on vacation, for sure. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of the week off, what a week that was. Fucking boys, that podcast that we did, I obviously sound different than last week to the listeners because uh, the last one I recorded with a pair of headphones, these headphones right here, but I didn't have my mic because I, I was at my girlfriend's house. And that was our anniversary day and she was not too happy. She, like, obviously she let me do it. I had to convince her to let me do it, but fucking she was not too happy that, uh, first of all, I showed up late because I, I was supposed to get there around noon and I got there at like five something or whatever, or like four something. And then we did that. And I was like, as soon as I got it, I was like, boys, I got to do or, or no, as soon as I got in, I was like, Lauren, I got to do this podcast. Is that okay? And she's like, yep, you need my laptop. And she's pissed. But uh, it ended <laughs> up being a good week, though. But at least you squeaked it in. Eh? I had to squeak it in. I can't skip on the pod, right? Was she forgiving? Like, you all good now? Oh, yeah, 100%. But it was just like she was a little bit upset for a bit. Fair enough. Fair enough, I guess. But uh, also fair enough with the pod. I mean, you got to get that box on Nux out there. We got listeners, right? They need exactly. those UFC gambling picks, baby. Come on. Exactly. But for her, <laughs> yo, and thank you for editing, Ty. Normally, I do all like the like the post work, but uh, Ty stepped in big time in his hectic week he had, and, and was still able to edit the pod and get it out there in a timely fashion. So, I appreciate that, yeah. Ty. No problem. Yeah, it was it was a crazy week for all of us lately. Actually, just the last few weeks, hey, it's just been busy getting uh, shit together, and uh, even like DK, you had the the wedding and shit going on there, the bachelor party and all that. And uh, we talked about that last week. But DK, how you been doing? I'm doing a lot better than I was last week coming in here. I'll tell you that the, uh, what do you call it? The serotonin levels last week were a little lower than probably normal. There wasn't too I'm much back. going on up top. I was a noodle in the brain this week. I'm right <laughs> back into it. I'm all over it. I'm on it. I'm laughing. Cause it's like, I get that almost every day with like, if we, if the pod starts running long, I start getting the fucking horse side eye from the girl every time being like, let's <laughs> go, let's wrap it up kind of thing. So it's funny to me that that happened. I'm sorry that that happens to me, but that's so that's so funny to me. I actually I, I love it. You'll have to tell her the one day when we're making millions off the pod that she's gonna reap the rewards too. Um, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's the only way you get out of it. That's the only way I get out of it. It'll be like, hey, when we go big, you can have a couple bucks from it, you know? <laughs> a couple, couple of, <laughs> but uh no, I'm doing a lot better, man. Ty, I feel like we only do this once every couple episodes. How the hell are you doing, buddy? We we I never um, ask you. Fuck, man. 
I've been doing great. I've been super busy lately, but I always got the uh, the Ottawa Senators and Pierre Dorian there having my back, eh? You know, every time I check my fucking Twitter feed or the score or something, the Sens are cooking up is beautiful looking. So even through a tough week of like, you know, at the radio station there, we had a radiothon, we had fucking a bunch of events I had to cover, all kinds of things going on for work. But in the meantime, keeping me uh, keeping me sane is the Ottawa Senators because they're making great moves and you know, putting a smile on my face all the time. So I've been very happy. And that kind of can lead us into our first topic here, which is uh, the NHL. And why don't we just start with the Sens, man? Like last time we talked, they didn't have Giroux yet. They were just getting to brink it. But holy fuck, they got Claude Giroux on the team. They brought in a goalie. And I think they're not done yet. Like they're still looking for a top four defenseman. I know Klingberg's still out there. So, you know, lots could still happen. Very excited. But uh, I got a little uh, question here for you guys I want to get your opinion on. And I know a lot of biased opinions are going to come out when I ask this, but I hear a lot of debate going on over who has the better top six now, the Sens or the Leafs. What do you guys think? Not even close. It's not even damn close. You're talking about guys with (laughs) a lot to prove and and guys that have proven. Who in the top six of the uh, Ottawa Senators have have had a uh, 60-goal season so far? Okay, well, you're talking 60 goals. How often does that happen? Like once every 10 years or something? So maybe you're talking top it's two. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, that's the thing, though. How many, how many guys have gotten 100 points in the Senators' top 10 and top six in a season? Well, they got a fucking whole new top <laughs> six now, buddy. Like, it's all new. They got Giroux coming in to brink it. And then guys like Stutzel now, they've, what, played one season in the NHL? That guy's going to be a future superstar. He could be putting up more points than Marner one day. And fucking Batherson, he's unreal. Norris, we just signed for eight more years. This team, this top six, who's the Leafs' top six? Maybe if you're talking top two, I'd say the Leafs got a better top two. If you're talking top six, I'm liking these Ottawa Senators. You got Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Kerfoot probably could get tossed in there. Bunting, like, whoever you want to slide yeah, in. Yeah, Michael really. Bunting, who had 30 okay, goals Kerfoot. as a rookie. Like, I, I still, I, I'm, taking, I'm liking the Sands, I'm taking man. Leafs. I'm taking Leafs top six over the Senators top six. Like, I'll pay for the Leafs top six. You couldn't give me the Senators top six for free if those are the two two yeah. team. Yeah, options. and there's like, the bias opinions coming out there all around the board. But uh, we bias opinion, you're wearing a sure. Senators shirt right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this guy's in a Senators jersey saying we're going biased opinions, but the Senators top six is better. Wearing a Senators jersey right now. I gave the warning right off the bat. You're gonna get. Biased opinions all across the board, but I'd like to hear from our listeners what they think because uh, I'd like to get, you know, a scumbag Philly fan's opinion or a fucking (laughs) Red Wings opinion or whoever the fuck, right? Like, I want to hear what they think of this because I think there's a good debate to be had here. I think uh, the top six of the Sens is looking real fucking fine right now. And, like, Timmy Stutzel, I think the rest of the league has yet to see what he can do, and they're going to find out soon. Drake Batherson, he's going to have, like, another great year. He's just been getting better every single season. Josh Norris just signed for eight years too. I love that because we have Kachuk for seven years. Those guys are best buddies, right? So they got the fucking Chuck Norris line for another seven years at least. And you're bringing in Giroux who wants to win a cup. We brought in a goalie now. We've got two decent goalies and they, they're looking to add another top four defense. I'm just stoked about the Sens. So I had to bring it up on the pod because last week there was still things brewing that we hadn't covered and had to get that in there. But uh before we get too, uh, too deep into the Leafs versus Sens debates and that, we'll move on to uh, other free agents that are on the market. And we saw Goudreau there went to Columbus. 
But uh, there's, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a bit first, but there's still some other big name, uh, big names out there, like I mentioned, like Klingberg, uh, Klingberg, Patty Kane, and uh, also Kachuk. But uh, what do you guys, where do you see any of these players going? Like Kachuk or Goudreau? Why don't we start with uh, the Goudreau thing there? Why don't we just start with Calgary in general? Like it's a goddamn mess. What the fuck's going on there? It kind of reminds me of the Sens like five years ago when they were in the conference finals and then you think they're in good shape and then the next year the whole team falls apart. Carlson's gone, Mathot's gone, everything's fucking shambles and they're in the rebuild mode. I see that happening there right now unless they get their shit together. What do you guys think? Right in the middle of the stampede, eh? They get all this fucking news. What a a buzzkill to that party over there. Fucking, yeah. Twice as much reason to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Gaudreau surprised me because, well, I did say like what, I don't know what episode it was obviously, but it was months back now. Um, I had said, I think Gaudreau resigns. I said, I think it's most likely that they both resign. Now all of a sudden it's looking like both of them are going to be gone. So, Which is crazy because we were talking like a few I don't know, months ago or whenever, early pod, we're like, yeah, there's no way Goudreau or Kachuk leaves. Like, there's a good chance they both that's get what I'm. Ju- that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. I called Johnny Goudreau leaving, and I said Kachuk's going to stay because they're just going to throw the bag at him. And look at me yeah. being 50% shooter. Who the fuck would have thought they would have lost <laughs> them both? But the Johnny Goudreau thing's interesting, right? Because he was offered more years, more money with the Flames, and he turned it down. And then went to free agency, and there was all this hype around him going home. He's going to New Jersey. Well, then all of a sudden, yeah. he signs in Columbus. So what I think happened with Johnny Goudreau is he overplayed his hand. The market wasn't great for players. He thought he was probably going to get closer to 10, like he was going to get 10, 10, 5, or something like that on the open market. He didn't get that offer. I think Calgary pulled their offer once he decided to leave. I think New Jersey pulled their offer, and the only the only team left standing was the Columbus Blue Jackets because there's no reason as to why you'd go to Columbus over New Jersey or Calgary. There's just no reason. Yeah, I think like Philly might have been in the mix there too. Like I thought he had an interest in going to Philly too, but like I don't think they were. I don't think Philly was in there. They were it, at they, the very start, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't I think I listened to um Elliot Friedman, obviously that guy knows fucking everything, and he was saying that Philly it just didn't make sense for Philly, so they didn't maybe they gave him like a a, a almost a low ball offer at the start, but I don't think they were in at the end. I don't even think, I think they were confirmed out because if you think about it, Elliot mentioned they were 40 points out of a playoff spot last year. Yep. They've got some stuff to work around. Is, is using the rest of their cap space on Johnny Gaudreau going to make up 40 points? Probably no not. Chance. Right. So, so that was the, um, that was the thought process because I think if Philly had made like a, a competitive offer, he would have gone to Philly because that's his home, right? That's where he wants to be. So I just think, I just don't think they're in at all. I think um, Columbus was a bit of a shocker, but everyone, everyone in Columbus, all the like Columbus fans and Columbus uh, personnel are saying that um, it's a very underrated place. Yeah, I saw Mark Mathot, who we traded Nick Felino there. Ottawa traded Nick Felino for Mathot there back in the day, and he has been tweeting like Columbus is such an underrated uh, team to play for. Like it's such a great city to live in and all that shit. Because he played yeah. in Columbus before. Uh, for that trade right so i've seen a lot of that exactly. similar stuff that's what i'm saying so i mean i don't know shit about columbus columbus is always the team to me that i reference when um i want to <laughs> when i need to reference an irrelevant team it's always columbus right yeah when i think of <laughs> so maybe, columbus i still just think of rick nash and like know nothing else about the team <laughs> yeah so hopefully johnny gaudreau like 
goes and fucking put some relevance in Columbus. But like, yeah, like when's the last time Columbus signed a big name free agent? Like you, know, you got big big name free agents going to fucking Columbus, right? Porterella yeah. was the last big name to go to Columbus. I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know, man. Fucking. When was that? Like, actually, try and think of a free agent. Have they ever made a free agent signing? Even Wait, how did they get the guy from Philly the there? The the guy with the big ginger beard there. What the fuck's his name? He looks kind of like Drew Scott, Scott Hartnell. Vorchuk? No, that no, no. The, well, that's another oh, one. yeah. I was gonna say I thought Vorchuk? he went there too, but yeah, Vorchek did go to Columbus, I think, didn't he? Yeah, was he know, a yeah, trade though? Wasn't he a trade? I, yeah, I'm not sure how. Vorchuk might have been Columbus. a deadline. Yeah, he might have been a deadline acquisition. I only know people just leaving Columbus, like. If you think of all the names, like Pierre-Luc Dubois was there for like two years, I want out. Duchesne. I want nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Duchesne. But even that might have been a trade, was it? Or did he sign in Columbus? I wouldn't know. I fucking don't Dude, know. Dude, that's Columbus, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Dude, it's no them in Arizona. Columbus. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like, it's fucking, they're the most, they are probably, of the four major sports, they are up there with like the Sacramento Kings in terms of relevancy in the sport. Like, they are so irrelevant. They don't even exist in in most talkie circles. Like as a Leafs fan, I could I, I'm not watching. Well, I am, but I don't give a fuck about anybody on Columbus when Leafs play Columbus once or twice a year. It's the most boring game of the season. Nobody yeah. cares because it's basically like playing an move AHL team those, without a fan base. Move, yeah, exactly. Move one of those fucking teams to Quebec City and watch how they pack that arena, man. Like fucking, they. I don't know why they don't move a fucking team like that. Like Arizona, but Columbus 5, has never 000. been in those. Columbus, sorry, Ty, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Columbus yeah, no, has never I been in that convo, have they? Yeah. For well, relocation? I think, well, you mentioned Arizona. That's kind of where I put my mind into, like, get get a team like that out of the yeah. league and put, put another team in fucking Canada. And Columbus, I think, has a little bit more of a better fan base and arena and all that than than uh, than Arizona. Or I don't know if I just messed yep. that up, what I said, but uh, fucking Arizona's a joke, too. Like, fucking as irrelevant as Columbus is, I think Arizona is even fucking worse with like a 5,000 oh, seated arena. That's a joke, man. That's, that's an NHL team. They can fit more people in the fucking, you know, Red Wings arena in town here, the junior a fucking team. <laughs> like that's bad, <laughs> dude. Yeah. They're playing at Arizona state university. Um, the Arizona state university coyotes, they play about at the same level as Arizona state. So it kind of makes sense to stick yeah. them in a little barn. They only sell 2,000 tickets a game anyway, so you might as well put them in a 3,000-seat arena and just, <laughs> yeah, I just say, yeah, we fucking sold out team, this year. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I hope the next team in the NHL is not another American team and they bring something to Canada. Like fucking Don Cherry was saying that for years and years and years. Put them in fucking Quebec City. You're going to get a fucking packed stadium like every night. There's fucking people love hockey in Quebec, man. You go on NHL 22 or whatever, play online. Every single fucking team you play is Quebec people because they fucking love hockey. <laughs> and they fucking, they fucking bend you over too. Yeah. Oh, they're sweaty as fuck. Yeah. You need to get a fucking yeah, team over in Quebec City. That's that's all I have to say on that point there. But uh, why don't we talk about these other names still in the free agency there? Um, I, I just got to crack myself in last episode where I said, there's no way Patty Kane's going back to play in Chicago for another season because that was the rumor I was hearing. But now I'm hearing he might stay there for a little bit till he sorts out his shit. Uh, the only other option I might see is him going to like Buffalo or something like that. Like, isn't he from the Buffalo, Buffalo. area? Like, I think he's from yep. around there. So. I could see that happening, but uh, I mean, he's already got the Stanley Cups one, so I don't think he's still desperate to win a Stanley Cup. Maybe he just wants to go play at home for a few seasons. Where do you see him going, guys? Patty Kane. I, mean, I like the Rangers. Yeah, I like him. Imagine not him far in, from home. in the bright lights, Madison Square Garden, fucking the Hollywood dude he is, dude. Fucking I could see that. Yeah, electric. that'd be electric. It would be for sure. 
and they have a good team. So, I mean, they made a, what, a conference final last year. So, and I love them. <laughs> and, uh, mm. hey, what else do you need? Like, Patty Kane's getting up there in age. He wants to win. He still has some more to offer. Yep. Yeah. New York Help seems like guys an ideal spot. Give some yeah. guidance to guys like Lafreniere and fucking, uh, what's the guy, Sheedle or whatever and that. And Heedle. Philip Heedle, yeah. Heedle. Heedle, but, yeah. And and if you think about the young guys, they like they have pieces to move for the guy too. So we'll see. Yeah. Right? yeah. But well, and the thing with Patty okay, Kane is there's only there's only a, a certain amount of teams that he could probably go to in terms of cap. But once you start talking about uh, Chicago's going to have to get to the cap floor and they're probably going to have to eat fifty percent of his money, and you can get Patty Kane at like I think it would be like six and a half is what you'd have to pay him as long as Chicago eats half the money. I think there'll be a lot of teams that are willing to take that plunge and go in on him. And you know what's the funny thing is, as bad as it sounds, is like Tampa could be in on him, boys. Like I understand they just spent fucking four hundred million, but they seem to be able to just land these big dogs that are going to help them win. And I just feel like they'd move around the money here or there. They'd trade this guy, trade that guy, and a prospect, and they'd have the six and a half million to get Patty Kane. I think Tampa could be a good destination for him. I think Florida could be a good destination for him. I think if he's yeah. going to get traded, it's going to be to a contending team again. I don't. I know he's from Buffalo, and that's the only reason why I'd leave them in the mix too, but it's, it's going to have to be yeah. like a team like the Rangers, Panthers, Lightning, a team that thinks they're just one piece away and they're willing to pay him six and a half for one year, right? So yeah. I don't know. Those are the three teams. I agree with Buffalo. I, I, I agree with New York. Tampa, Florida, those are four teams that I could see Patty Kane landed on. Yeah, I could see that too, for sure. There's a lot of options really. Well, there's a few options out there for him, for sure. And wherever he goes, I think he's going to make an impact. And I think you're right in saying like he's going to go to a competitive team trying to win another Stanley Cup. But I think, uh, you know, if the right, they make the right offer in Buffalo, that could always happen too. I, I don't think he would mind playing at home, especially with the, he's already won, what, three Stanley Cups? So um, anyways, the other name there, Nash- I got... Oh yeah, go ahead, Stu. Go ahead, Stu. I was just gonna say, I think a sleeper could be L.A. Yep. Yeah, a lot of I people want to play in L.A., man. Why wouldn't you want to live in L.A.? Right? It's fucking electric there. Well, Who'd they just you, get to. They got Fiala step there. On needles in the fucking street and shit. <laughs> fucking. Well, I mean, those guys are fucking millionaires. They got. They live in the nice, nice part kidding. of town. <laughs> I guess there's definitely parts in L.A. where uh, it's uh, <laughs> you Skid Rose in L.A. Isn't it? Or yeah. Really? <laughs> Everything I know about L.A. is that the <laughs> The sketchy part is not too far from the rich part. So. You can't Same avoid the Vegas. sketchy parts. Same with Vegas. All I know is you can't avoid the sketchy parts. True, true, true. <laughs> the, other, the other name uh, in the free agency that I've been keeping an eye on, I already mentioned him, is Klingberg there. Uh, do you guys have any predictions of where he might end up? I'm thinking he's coming to Ottawa. No idea. Ah. The longer it goes with him and Kadri, the more I think that uh, like Klingberg's going to end up back in Dallas and Kadri's going to end up back in Colorado. I just feel like it. Okay. And it was so weird. I don't know how you guys feel about this on the Kadri situation. Uh, Klingberg, I could see I could see a team that really needs a top four trying to pay him, but I feel like they would have already put the offer in. They would have already paid him um, if that was the case. And so maybe he's waiting on a team that says we're moving money around um, and we're going to get you. And like, you know, I, that's what I see for that. But, What'd you guys think of this whole Nazem Kadri thing? Acting like he is a fucking, he's Kevin Durant hitting free agency. He's LeBron hitting free agency. He says, I'm just going to sit at my apartment and 25 teams can come in and fucking make their pitch for me. Like, relax, pal. Like, relax. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Like, Kadri's, me either. 
Kadri's <laughs> always been a character like that. So when I see shit like that happening, I'm like, yeah, this is Kadri being Kadri. That's how I see that. <laughs> well, he's kind of earned his right to do it. I'd say I didn't say he season. didn't. I just say he's Kadri being Kadri. <laughs> but there's hey. definitely been higher profile free agents out there than Nazem oh, Kadri that haven't, that haven't done that. Like I remember when Stammer was a free agent, he did that. And I remember when John Tavares was a free agent, he did that. I don't know if Nazem Kadri's on the same level as those two. Um, no. in terms of like a career, like prolific career, like those two have had. But I mean, like, like you said, Sue, he had a great season. He's going to get paid and he deserves to get paid. I just thought it was like a classic Nazem Kadri being extra as fuck. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kadri being a former Leaf, it reminded me of the Leafs there. And I was just thinking last episode, we were talking about how Matt Murray signed with the Leafs there, or how they uh, brought him in with that trade. Uh, how are you guys feeling about that now that that's actually gone through and, and whatnot? And you also signed, uh, what is it, Sam Sonov there? Like, how are you feeling about the Leafs goaltending situation? I like it. I like the, I like Sam Sonov better than I like Murray, I think, especially at the price. But yeah, it just felt weird to me because, like, Washington, I mean, I don't know. Washington, like, seemed to give up on Sam Sonov, like, super quick because I was telling, I think I was telling you guys, uh, like, texting you boys, like, after the signing, I said, like, there was a, point like two or three years ago not even three years ago it must have been like two years ago when uh samsonov was ready to kind of break into the nhl and they were saying he might end up being one of the like he had the potential to be one of the best goalies in the world uh, as he develops because he had wild he had almost just sterkin like numbers back in russia and in the khl and their top league there so i think and he's 25 and that's kind of when goalies start to like figure their shit out and become nhl quality goaltenders i think there's like a lot of uh there's potential for greatness there still, and who knows what he does. I think he there's a good chance he ends up the starter in Toronto next year. Um, it's unfortunate that it's if that's the case, it's unfortunate that it's only a one year deal. But I I have to assume that's what him and his agent were looking for, just because they they're probably thinking the same thing as I am. Like you had a down season, you're so much better than you are, and you, you still have plenty of time to improve. Let's go get a one-year deal, prove yourself, and then, hey, you're a young goalie on the market that just Try had a great again, season, yeah. and people are going to think you're going to get even better. You're going to get some money the following offseason. So the one-year deal makes sense from Samsonov's camp, but I wish it was longer. I mean, unless he fucking sucks, then it's kind of a... Yeah, it it makes it makes complete sense from from uh, his from his perspective too to to sign with a team that's so offensively prolific as the Leafs are. Right, you want to have that goal support. So even if he maybe doesn't have the greatest uh, save percentage and goals against average, he's still going to rattle off some wins. Like say what you want about the Leafs, like they had a shitty goaltending the whole second half prolific. of the season. Offense. Oh, is the offense? I thought you were saying the Leafs in general. I was going to say, how about them first round exits, though? Pretty pro. No. But regardless, we had a hundred. We had a hundred plus points season, and we were the probably the first or second best offensive team in the league this season. So, like, um, you definitely want to sign with a team that's going to give you the goal support if you're going on a one year deal. I like Sam Sonoff. I think he's going to have a breakout year and kind of price his way out of Toronto in terms of like he's going to play well. Matt Murray, I've really come around on. I hated it. I, I'm not going to lie. I was the first one to be like, this is just pure desperation. But then I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it some more. Had slept on it a few times. Went to bed angry a few nights. And then woke up and thought, how is this any different than last year? 
We right. got it. We we're coming into last season. We had a shit ton of question marks in goal. Jack Campbell had played 20 games as a starter in his career, and it was for us. It was a great stretch, but you didn't really know. And Peter Mrazek was coming off of injury all season long, and there was a bunch of question marks around him. This year, Matt Murray, he's had some good seasons. Apparently, there was a stretch in Ottawa last year. You can maybe speak on this, tie right at the end of the season. It was like 13 games, 11 of them. He was the best player on the team is what every, every yep. analyst has said, and then he blew up the last two games. So maybe he finds well, it thing, here in yeah. Toronto or something. I don't know. Samsonov, I think, hot. is good, but yeah, like with Murray, man, he gets he gets hot and he's the best goalie in the league. And then the next thing you know, he's letting in eight goals a game for three games in a row, and you're pulling him every single game, or he's yep. getting a concussion, or he's getting injured and whatnot. It's like he's just got to find his consistency and sort out whatever the fuck's going on in his head that's throwing him off his game. Because you know, when he's on his game, he can win Stanley Cups. And I think the Leafs are, are taking a gamble here with kind of both goalies. They don't know which one's going to be their number one. They don't know which one they're going to keep after this next season. But they have two goalies that are both, you know, trying to prove that they still could be a number one in the NHL. So they're both going to be competing out there for that number one spot. And it should, you like I would think it would, it's going to put the Leafs in a good situation unless they both come in and just choke like Murray gets injured or lets in eight goals a game, which is possible. but. Mm-hmm. I still think Murray has a lot to give out there. I think Murray is uh he didn't work out in Ottawa. And sometimes that happens with players where they get to the, a certain team and it just doesn't work out at the, the time, you know, right place, wrong time or whatever it may be. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it didn't work out for Murray in Ottawa, but who knows, he could go and light it up in Toronto. You know, he's got uh, the support with the offense and, uh, and maybe, you know, I don't know. You'll see, we'll see how it all goes out there. Um, I did have to diss the Leafs there earlier, though, just because you chirped my jersey. That's how I did that. <laughs> 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 I mentioned prolific Leafs or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be real interesting how this next season goes, especially with these rivalries like Toronto versus Ottawa is going to heat up. Toronto versus Montreal is going to heat up. Fucking Boston, I think they got to watch out for Ottawa now because I think uh, we might be able to pass them in the standings. We're going to work our way up that standings board. Might take us a little while to get some chemistry built within the team, but I think uh, – it's going to be a real good season coming up here for our uh, our division there. It's going to be real fun. But uh, yeah. that's all I had on hockey. You guys want to move on to a little bit of UFC or what? Kachuk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Do you want to talk more about Kachuk? Did we even start? Just... We didn't even start. Well, well we mentioned uh, Calgary and the shit show they have going on there. Like, fucking, all, all I got to say about Kachuk is, you know, I think he already said he's not staying in Calgary. He's let them know he doesn't want to play there next season so he's on the market and really i have no fucking clue where he's going i know it'd be real nice to see the two kachuk brothers play on the same team together but i don't think well that's why i was that, thinking you'd uh, have thoughts coming to ottawa what's that well i i was just gonna say i that's why i thought you might have more thoughts but fucking yeah well hey, man. i'd love to see him in ottawa but after bringing in Giroux and uh the brinket i think our biggest concern right now is our defense so we're looking at D-man, and, and also, if we're given a trade to get Kachuk, we got to give up some of our top prospects, probably, like a Alex Formentin or a fucking Shane Pinto or something, which those guys could be excellent NHL players. Like, I, I don't want to – I don't think I'm ready to – actually, you know what? Either way, if the Sens get them, I'm happy. If the Sens don't get them, I'm still happy. Where do you guys think – I mean, Kachuk's yeah, you've already had a killer offseason, but I'm saying – Exactly. Yeah. But you, instead but, of hot girl summer, it's like hot Pierre Dorian summer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. 
But uh, I think I think if you, you don't want to see the two Kachuk players playing on the same team, you're just not a hockey fan. Like I think that oh, would be yeah, awesome. Exactly. That, that, and, that's and, like a and, dream come and true. And Shane Pinto, happen. Shane Pinto and Alex Formanton, I would I would fucking yeah sure but i would fucking throw them in the fucking lava in a heartbeat if it meant getting kachuk back though back the other way maybe i was I, like how many way points I'm did he score he was like he 90 points didn't he i say i thought he had over 100 almost didn't yeah, he? yeah. yeah yeah and he's the only guy in the league that uh scores 25 goals in a season and two and a half hits a game like who else does that yeah, yeah. i don't like, think i would love like to see him imagine him with guy. brady We'd be the most hated team in the fucking NHL, buddy. Like hashtag. Dude, imagine them on the same line, bro. Imagine (laughs) them on the same fucking line. (laughs) Buddy, it would be him, Stutzel in the middle, and then both Kachuk's on the wings. Like it it would be fucking electric. And those guys, they they're all buddies, right? Because Kachuk and Stutzel were roommates and shit. And then whenever the Ottawa Senators played Calgary, you'd see them lining up at the red line, and like Matthew Kachuk be kneeling there, like doing his stretches or whatever, and Stutzel and and Brady would be sitting right next to him, chatting with him and shit, like. They're the fucking three amigos, man. It would be excellent to see them playing together, but I don't know if it's if it's realistic. I think it's possible, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Stu. I was just gonna say. I just looked it up. He had he had 104 points last season with 40 yeah. goals. Like, come on, dude. Like, I think he. I think he might be a bigger name than Gaudreau. Like a more. I think he's a. Do, do you yeah. think he's like a better player all around than like a more valuable player to your pretty, team than Gaudreau? Probably. Uh, yes. Pretty close. Pretty close. If you have know. the line to yeah. put him on, I think he, I think he is. Depends on he the way your team's more. structured. Depends what your team needs. Do you need a goal scorer, like fucking speedy player like Gaudreau, or do you need like a, well, a guy that can get points and can grind it out like Kachuk? I think either way. Well, I think, I think Kachuk almost matches Gaudreau in point production anyways. And then fucking. True. And he hits. And he hits. So, big. like, I think if you don't, if you put him on a bad line, if you put each of those guys on like a kind of shitty line, I think Kachuk is more valuable to, I think Kachuk's more valuable to your team than Gaudreau is because Gaudreau. Be good debate. I think. Good debate right there. Yeah. It's, I think Gaudreau, Who do you think? I don't know. I, I, I don't if, know. If, if just it's me, me. No, no. If it's me, I'm taking Kachuk. It's the same reason yeah. why I think Brady Kachuk is the best player on the Senators, regardless of Tim Stutzel or whatever. Uh, anytime a coach, a GM, (laughs) why no, but anytime a coach, a GM, uh, anybody can point at one guy and say, you need to play like him. That guy will go through a fucking wall. He'll score goals. He'll, he'll fight. He'll mix it up. He'll hit. That's why I think Brady Kachuk is, is probably the best player on Ottawa. And I get that people would be like, well, fucking Tim Stutzel is probably better or fucking Norris or whatever. Well, Brady you know, is, you're talking, is, right? You're talking skill. You're talking overall player. You're talking leader. You're talking this and that. Like, there's different categories. Overall where player. Would yeah, be overall than player. Kachuk, for sure. Overall player. Yep. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, he, he could so, be. I'd argue he's one of the best captains in the NHL, man. Yep, already. And I and I and I could not agree more. I love the Kachuk brothers. I think they or fucking too. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that they do everything right within the game. They do as a fan. They do absolutely everything that you want them to do when you're watching yep. a game. But I don't think this is going to happen. But this will be for you guys. If you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're sitting there and you just heard that Matthew Kachuk goes on the fucking on the trade block, as some would say, if they played enough NHL, you throw together a package that involves William Nylander, Jake Muzzin, two first-round picks, and a prospect. You taking that deal for Matthew Kachuk, taking him and signing him, or are you walking yeah, away? 
I am. I'm Calgary. From Calgary. Both. 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 I mean, Calgary. I'm I'm saying as a Leafs fan. Yeah, as a Leafs fan, I'm taking that too. As a Calgary fan, I would assume that most Calgary fans would be like, I pro- they'd probably think about taking that because William Nylander, Jake Muzzin, two first-round picks and a prospect kind of puts you right into that retool zone where you have all, everything to retool after. I, I know as a Leafs fan, that's a, that's a home run for me. I would take it and sign Kachuk in a heartbeat, give him eight, nine years, fuck him, whatever he wants. Like, I, yeah. 100%. If I was Calgary... I don't think I would want Nylander though. I don't know if I'd want Nylander just watching like him in the playoffs. Not like I think if Calgary's given up Kachuk, they're ready to go rebuild mode. So I really like those picks you you mentioned, but uh, I don't know if I really want Nylander for Kachuk. Like you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, that's it. That's a definitely something I would think about for a little while. Like that's my initial thought. Is uh, if I'm Calgary, I, I wouldn't want Nylander because we're going rebuild mode. But uh, I'd have to think about it. You know, it'd take me a few days to think that one over for sure. That's just my initial thought. I can change my my mind. Here's how I think Calgary is thinking right now. I don't think they want to go rebuild mode, even if they lose Kachuk, because they still have a good team. I mean, they have one, like, I think Elias Lindholm is probably the most underrated player. I feel horrible for him right now. Yeah, yeah. Losing both his linemen. Yeah, like, literally. He, in a way, drove that line. You know what I yes. mean? Like, without, without his play, on uh, like, two-way play, do you think, I don't know, that's probably not, like, they were the best plus-minus line in the league. I think I'm they all sure. had 100 points. I think all three of them had 100 points. Right. Yeah. I'm, let, me, let me check Lindholm real quick, but, but either way, I think, like, he was a big guy on that line. Like, he, yeah, I had him in I don't think he, he got unreal. carried. I don't think he got carried by Gaudreau and, and, and Kachuk on his wings. I think he, yeah, he had 82 points in 82 games. And he would was he a Selk finalist? Who won the Selk? Fuck, dude. I need Flash. to fucking pay attention to this shit. But uh <laughs> what's the guy's anyways. name? The fucking guy we're supposed to yell at when we need the stats there. Yeah, it was it Jamie? Jamie. Hey, Jamie, look it up, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That'd be so clutch. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, whatever. I, what I'm saying though is I think if I had a guess, if I had to get in the mind, who is a Brad for a living in, in Calgary? Yep. Who I think he wants a proven D-man, a veteran D-man that he knows slots in well on his top four. Because I know yep. they, like, in, in Muzzin could realistically be that guy if you think yeah. he could stay healthy, right? So I think you're looking for a, a solid D-man, even, like, ideally, like, a, a really good one, maybe even better than I think Muzzin would be, like, as low as I'd go. Yep. And then I, I want Eric Brandstrom if I'm Pierre Dorian. Not even close. That's not what I'm saying at all. He's not a veteran <laughs> at all, but I mean, if they're, I'm, I'm thinking more. I'm talking top four. Yeah. Any okay, guy that then. can play on my top four. Yep. If yeah, I'm, I'm right, thinking, I, I already have a good decor. Yeah, listen so you to think I, there's I, no listen. way they go rebuild then. You think there's no, no chance? Way. No chance. They have, okay. uh, they still they're have a good retool. forward group. They're going retool. Yep. They still have a good forward group. They haven't lost any of really their, their D, their defensive depth. And, they still have, I mean, one of the better goalies in the league, Jacob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, they want a really good defenseman, even like preferably like an all-star caliber defenseman, whether they get is another story. They want a guy that Klingberg. can play. I don't know. Nah, a guy that can play on their top six. Yep. Because now you kind of need to replace like the, some, the you like need your to top get six some forward, offense right? back. Yep. Yeah, you yep. need some skill. And probably a pick or two, right? Yeah. First round pick or two. So so I think that's a that's a I don't know. I think that's a good trade 
scenario that you brought up there. Um, that almost fits both teams' needs perfectly, but I think I don't think Dubis does that just because he's kind of stuck in his ways, it seems, and it's kind of like a big splash to make. Like, I don't know if he's trying to do that rather than stick with his own his, uh, classic core, but who knows, man? We'll see. I think, uh, and also, if I'm the Leafs in that scenario, I need confirmation that he wants to sign long-term. Yep. So that's that. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I think the St. Louis has been thrown around. Imagine the Battle of Ontario with Brady Kachuk versus Matthew Kachuk. That's another thing I I was thinking. And, dude, like, any team that gets him, like, this is why I think he's just so far beyond Goudreau, is that he put up 100 points, hits, all this stuff, but his marketability is, like, beyond Goudreau by miles, right? So that's why, I don't know. I think he's, like, a good, like, a, a fantastic piece for any team. Um, it would be unreal to see him in Toronto in that battle of on Ontario. Um, Even I don't cooler think it to happens. see him on the same line, though. Fucking right. Eh? Fucking that's what Jimmy I'm saying. Steve's either way, those is, that's like primetime like, hockey right there, either way. But I think... I Pinto think, Formanton and Branstrom and a first-round pick for Matthew <laughs> Kachuk. That's, but I don't think they easy. want to rebuild, though. No, that's no, not easy. Well, fuck, I Pinto can build. slot in there right now. Branstrom can slot in there right now. They're just young. They're, they're still ready to play, though. And they lost value, though. Ultimately, they lose value by yeah. by miles. I think they make a they lot wanna, of like cap they space wanna, for the time being, though, and then can fucking make their decisions afterwards if they want to fucking retool, like take a year to retool instead of fucking full sand rebuild. I don't think they want to waste a year. I think they want. I think they want to fucking get right back into contention. I think they're, they're not gonna do for, shit next year. Fuck those guys. Fuck. <laughs> Who knows, man? What? We'll see, right? Fuck. But anyways. They're trading um, their old fucking core down away. They're going to be fucking shambles. Brandstrom, Pinto, and, and Formington doesn't do it. even And, well, a, and a first it. and a second. No, it doesn't See, do it. See, I, I had the advantage here, Ty. Like, I went through. I, I, I had that, like, written in my notes for, like, two days, and I tinkered with it, like, four or five times, trying to make it more like a hockey deal instead of just, like, a, a one-sided deal. So I had the advantage yeah. of that. Because I think the same thing is, too. I think when you have a goalie like Markstrom, you have a defensive core like they do, and you still got some offensive studs on that team, maybe one or two. You're not trying to go into full rebuild mode. You are trying to win now still, and maybe if you trade yeah. Kachuk, yeah, if you get that top four defenseman, a guy that can put up points and score and something else, like that's what's going to move the needle for them. That was the only thing I thought. Yeah. I don't think the Leafs are going to do it either, but that's just from my team that I, like, that's just my, like, who I would take off the Leafs roster for Kachuk. I would take more or less fucking anybody. I love that guy. I completely agree. Puts asses in the seats, sells jerseys, and he's 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 one hit away from being a fan favorite in any market he goes to. Like these are beautiful. Yeah. I love he draws him. penalties like nobody yes. other. Yep. Like there's nowhere there's nobody like Matthew Kachuk in the league. And like yep. he's he's like a complete anomaly and he's such a valuable player to anybody that can get him. So that's why I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, closest hey. thing would be his brother. And a yes, exactly. Yeah. Closest 100%. thing would be his brother, I and mean, I don't even think it's that close. Even even at the end, they're of the quite day. different. Yeah, yep. they're quite different. But uh, fucking both badass motherfuckers that anyone would love to see play on the same team, unless you're playing against them. But we'll see yeah. what the future holds. Because I, I imagine that GM's getting a whole fucking fuckload of trade offers too, like from every fucking team in the league. I bet every yep. single team in the league has some sort of interest in it. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think I St. Think Louis is 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 like a team that's getting thrown around a lot, but. Um, well, yeah, I don't he'd know love if it's to true. play at home, right? His, I saw an absolute like nobody on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I saw an absolute nobody on Twitter say they turned down like Kairou, a first, and yeah, somebody else. But so I don't know if that's true. But uh, 
I don't know. We'll see. Fucking uh, St. Louis is definitely a name. Um, yeah, that'd be probably his preferred. Place Dallas, to go. Dallas, and Florida were were I heard being thrown around, and I think those are a couple of his preferred teams. And it's all teams with no state tax, <laughs> realistically. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if he'd even like guarantee to resign in Toronto if like Toronto ever mentioned that they were interested. But um, yeah, that's like big news. I just wanted to expand on that because that's like the biggest news so far. I think of I guarantee that that Matthews uh, friends with Josh Norris as well too, because I know Brady Kachuk like grew up best friends with Josh Norris. So like fucking, I bet in the back, like they've even mentioned like one day down the road to play on the same team together would be awesome. Like I think there's definitely the potential that he comes to Ottawa. But I think Ottawa's first concern is looking for a top four defense before they get to that, which I already mentioned earlier. But um, that's all I had on Kachuk. You guys want to move on to our uh, next topic here? Or anything yep. else you wanted to mention in hockey before we move on? Um, we're 40 minutes in. Let's fucking get going. Yeah. Let's. All right. All right. Let's move on to UFC. And uh, the last couple of weekends, I haven't even really been able to watch UFC because of you know concerts and drag races and everything else going on. But uh, I think I'm trying to think now this weekend, I'm probably actually going to miss it too. Cause I'm going to a work party there, but I'm still going to get how some picks you? out there. What's that? I said, how What's could that? you? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, fuck. It's been like what? Three weekends in a row. I haven't even been able to tune in and watch it, but we're still putting the and picks still out there. Nailing them. You're still nailing, oh, still them. nailing picks. Fucking DK was on fire last week there. I was going to say, she, did you see that? I was like, bet against Misha Tate. Lauren Murphy gets the dub. I said, Lee Jing Liang yeah. hit him for uh, hit him and maybe go by knockout. He wins. And then I said, Yair Rodriguez, big dog in this one. Yeah. A little dog on the KO. And he guess oh, what gosh. he did? He went out there and KO'd Brian Ortega in the first round. Yeah. I hope somebody tailed because I did and I was fucking, I was fired <laughs> up about it. I was fired yeah, up about it. Yeah, they, they were all dogs too. Like fucking yeah. Jing Liang's definitely a dog. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, fucking. Ty, in the, official, in the official pick did, that you posted, did you take Ortega? Yeah, I took Ortega, yeah. Well, I mentioned that on the pod. Damn. Like I fucking I I like Ortega, but I, I did say like I'm not sure how he's gonna perform after taking that ass whooping from Volkanovsky because I've seen guys like Ferguson go out there, get the shit rocked out of them, they come out the next fight and they have no chin anymore. As soon as they get touched, they're fucking knocked out cold. And yep. uh I think Ortega sure. might be kind of fucked now. I think it might be the end of his uh you know, his good days might be over now. But are uh, you yeah, plus fuck. money this weekend? Uh, this past weekend, uh, I don't fucking remember what I bet this weekend. To be honest, I was re- fucking. I was at the drag races all fucking weekend, dude. They so if you don't town. remember, it was probably like a down week for you. It wasn't. I didn't saying. put a lot of money on the line. I don't think I'd okay, have to pull up so. my my results. But uh, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, my best week. I definitely hit a couple of them, like a couple of uh, picks that I yeah, made there. But doesn't never. I fails. only posted the main card too. I didn't do a full card of picks, so I was only betting on the main card. And I went with like right. Jing Liang, like uh, DK said. I went with. Uh, I'd have to go look with what I ended up picking there, but I know I, I won. I was probably fifty fifty or something on picks there. Okay. I was just going to highlight the fact that even if you're not hitting perfect like you normally do, we've got fucking DK over here. And oh, just DK was hits nailing last week. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just yeah. like, what does that make it tougher? Does that make it worse for the listeners? Because, like, normally it's like ties the UFC guy, but now they got to, like, if you guys have differing opinions, they got to, like, choose between both of you. Usually we're on the same page, to be honest with you. It was only that yeah, Ortega-Rodriguez one that we were kind of, like, uh, like him and Han back and forth, and we both saw it the other way. But, no, it's funny because... 
Now, we're on episode 14, so 14 episodes ago, I hadn't I hadn't been watching the UFC very much. And now, if I go on my YouTube, which I at least watch an hour of YouTube a night, just checking in on different yeah. things, 99% of it is UFC-based yeah. because I have yeah. to keep up with Ty. Like, this guy is an absolute legend when it comes to UFC picks, and I have to live up to the hype if I'm going to throw a couple <laughs> of picks out there. You know what I mean? I can't just be throwing darts yeah. at the board when Ty's picking, too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So, DK, you... Uh... <laughs> Like two episodes ago, you were like so in on Holloway on the big card there. We were like, ah, we both agree on Holloway. Like, I think he does it. And then he got absolutely pieced up by Volk. (laughs) I was right though. We convinced Ty. We're like two to one. We convinced Ty to switch to fucking Holloway that made him look like an idiot. Well, you see what I've been doing is I've been posting the uh, the graphic there with our picks. Like I've been putting my picks on there, and then I'll mix in like a few of yours. What I could do is like circle them in a different color. Like DK has this guy, I have this guy. I think it gets confusing put... at this time. Ty, just go with your gut from now on. To be honest, but okay, okay. Well, that's that's what I did with the Ortega one. I was like, I want to listen to DK's pick there, but we had a little bit of a you know a argument about it, and then I was like, I don't want to fucking go against. Uh, Ortega like I went against fucking Volkanovsky and then <laughs> see it backfire. So I uh just went with my gut, ended up not working for me. You can't hit them all, right? You can't hit them all. You can go no. fucking ten and two one weekend and then miss one the next weekend. That doesn't hurt. But um yeah. anyways, why don't we Ty, fucking, think of it uh, this way? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Think of it this way. Gonna... If Buck if Bucks on Nux is a company, you are the yeah. UFC pick coordinator. <laughs> So yep. you just do whatever the fuck you want. Right we're just we're in a whole different department. So we're just okay, fucking well, like here, here's we're just like office talk coming up. There. We're like we're like water fucking. What water is it? Water, yeah, we're yeah. water cooler yeah. talk. Yeah. Hey, when we when we start saying that hey, shit, you're the some interesting <laughs> shit goes down at the you water cooler. You got the resume. You got the resume. So fucking <laughs> you are you have been hired as the UFC pick coordinator. So whatever <laughs> you put down is officially certified. Bucks on next. So, always pay attention to what people are saying at the water cooler, though, man. Fucking DK's chirping in my ear saying Rodriguez. And I'm like, nah, nah. And then what happens? Boom. Rodriguez gets a knockout. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, I should have listened to the guy at the fucking water hey, cooler today. Nah, don't, don't get comfy in your spot because, you know, fuck, you, you got some, somebody's catching. Somebody's catching up to you, eh? Fuck, I, I think I've had job. maybe two weekends where like we weren't fucking absolutely destroying UFC picks so far. Yeah. We're 14 weeks in, so like, yeah, I know it happens. Well, once hey. more. I think what I only got one pick wrong last weekend, anyways, or maybe two or fucking something. Like I only did the main card, and I think maybe got two of them wrong. I don't know. I have to go look back, but uh, someone listening is probably going to be like, "Nah, you're fucking shit." <laughs> but I think I, <laughs> I think I did pretty decent. But yeah, uh, yeah. like I was saying, like I was at the drag races all weekend last weekend. That was sick. They had fucking. I don't know if it's a Northern Ontario thing, but they were drag racing sleds, like snowmobiles against fucking fuck? trucks. Oh, it was electric, dude. They had every kind of car, every kind of vehicle, supercharged. Why is there snow? Where are you where there's snow in July? There was no snow. There was no snow. They were ripping <laughs> it down the airport dragway, man. It was fucking That's awesome. So I, That's instead of watching UFC, I was hanging out there. And then the weekend before that was the uh, George Canyon was in town performing a concert. So I didn't watch UFC that Saturday. But uh, and then this Saturday I got a work party, so I'm gonna miss it again. But I do have picks, and I'm gonna fucking list them off right now. I've got Aspinall over Blades in the main event, unless Blades just fucking lies on top of him the whole fight. You know, Blades is a pretty like he's known for being boring as shit and just wrestling people to the ground. So that's the case. That could be the case. So I don't think I'm gonna throw Aspinall in a parlay. Might do maybe maybe Aspinall, maybe a cheap parlay. (laughs) And then um, I also got Patty the Batty. I've got Alex Gustafson. He, because this guy's been training with Chimaev. He's making a return to the UFC. He hasn't been 
Like he hasn't fought in a couple of years, I don't think. Uh, I got Paul Craig. I think that guy's a future challenger for the title. And then uh, a few prelim picks I got are the Canadian from Huntsville, Ontario, Kyle Nelson. I'm going with him because he's like a fucking local boy. He's from Huntsville. I like that. So I probably won't throw him in a parlay either. That's one that I'm kind of having a biased pick there. And then I got uh, Mokayev there. Mohamed Mokayev, definitely. Like, I think he might be a lock right there. And then uh, that's that's my main picks. And then one I'm going to mention, I think, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's why I'm kind of iffy if I want to say it. But Mark uh, Diakis, I don't know if I pronounced it right. I'm sounding that shit out. But uh, I think he's going to get the W as well. Uh, DK, did you have any picks there, though? Yes, I do. I do. My my headphones cut out, so if I start repeating what you say, just let me know, and I'll fucking I'll I'll stop. I'm with you on okay. the Mikheyev. I think I think Muhammad Mikheyev is an absolute um, stud. I think he's a guy that's that's got a good future in the UFC. I got Mark yep. Diakaz. Is it Dia? I don't even know how you say because I feel like every announcer says it different. Diakazy. Diakes, like who, which yeah, one well, is? That's it? what I was just saying. I have no fucking clue. Okay, like yeah. that's why I almost didn't mention him because I don't know how to pronounce that. But I like his, I like his odds of winning that. I just, yep. I don't know if he's a lock or not. So there's a few well, that I think are locks, like Patty the Batty, Gustafson, Paul yep. Craig, and yep. uh, that's that's probably my locks right there. Okay, so yeah, I got I got I got Mikhaev. Marky D is what we'll call him because I, I yeah I'm a, I I don't know how they, how they fucking pronounce <laughs> All it right, either. Let's go Marky D. Yeah, I got uh, Molly the Meatball, Molly McCann for sure to get the dub in her hometown. I got Patty okay. Pimblett all day long, and I got Tom Aspinall by finish. Right on. Why don't we bring up the uh, upcoming uh, fights here? In uh, there's been a few announced there. Like there's one in a they're kind of down the road, but uh, Chamaya versus Diaz was announced. And that's been brewing for a while. Like Diaz has been looking for a fight for some time now to get out of the UFC. Like I think he's got one fight left on his contract and he wants to move on to other shit. But uh, <laughs> fucking Dana White signs him up against Shamayev there. And I think uh, Diaz is going to get absolutely ripped apart. Like it's going to be embarrassing, I think. I think Shamayev's going to fucking smoke him. What do you guys yeah. think yeah. of that fight? I think we, uh, I agree. I don't even fucking know as much as you boys, but I agree. That's that's Dana White saying fuck you to Nate Diaz and have fun with Chamayev on your way out and lowering your value. Um, yeah, he has been calling out Dana White for maybe like a year now, trying to get him a fight, and apparently Dana just hasn't done it, and he's holding them hostage on this contract, and now he's like, here, have Chamayev then. <laughs> so there's there's uh, yeah, probably another loss on Nate Diaz's career. One thing I will say about Nate Diaz that I think is very interesting, and you're gonna hate this tie. I honestly think he should go box fucking jake paul <laughs> really eh yeah after this i, I do know, i, I think i think that's why he's trying to get out of the contract i really do i don't hate that i don't fucking absolutely hate that but um i'd fucking like to see jake paul fight like fucking tommy fury or something that keeps getting canceled somehow. tommy like, fury keeps pulling out i know i don't know what's going on there like uh why that keeps happening but uh yeah, fucking Paul versus Diaz would be interesting. Like, fucking Diaz still has some hands, but uh, fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Jake Paul anymore. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna fucking watch his fights anymore. Like, it just, it's all seems rigged to me. Like, he wins every oh. time. He picks his fucking opponents. Like, well, he's fighting. He's fighting fucking great. Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. <laughs> anybody like exactly, anybody that can exactly. box is gonna be able to beat him. But that's what he has to do. That's what we've talked about this before. That's what boxing is. You fight fucking tomato cans. Until you're 25 and 0, and then you finally get a good fight for a belt. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's fighting yeah. A, a real boxer this time. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy Fury, who I've watched before, and I think Tommy Fury is t- 
terrible. I think he is horrible and not a good boxer whatsoever. And I think that's why Jake Paul keeps picking on him and trying to get to him. Apparently, this guy is the son of that he's fighting now is like the son of a famous boxer and something, something rather. And he's a real boxer. So if he wins this one, I think the boxing yeah. community has already said like he deserves his little bit of respect. But I don't know. That's what boxing people do. They fight tomato cans until they're <laughs> fucking 25 and 0. Facts. And then they yeah. say, we're fucking champions. What about, a, I think, yeah. I think that dude's, like, the dude that stepped in it is Paul's, like, former sparring partner. Was he? I'm pretty sure. Like, it, that's what makes it, like, weird yeah. as me. That's not as exciting to me, because now it's, like. No, I'm not going to fucking watch that fight. I'm not even tuning in. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yo, Ty. Unless I'm, like, at somewhere where they have it on. Like, I don't even fucking care. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I would rather see Diaz go fight in bare knuckle boxing than fight Jake Paul. Like. Fucking anyone that fights Jake Paul is just looking for a payday and they'll fucking take a dive and that. Like fucking You're convinced it. it's rigged, eh? I'm not convinced it's rigged. I just think uh <laughs> he, he he picks picks fights that uh you know he's, he's gonna, gonna win. win. Yeah. So yep. It's rigged in that sense. Like it's not rigged like he's like he is actually knocking the people out. He's got skills. He can fucking he's got power. He can knock you on your ass, but I think like anytime he, he picks a fight, he's already like got his experts on it, looking at who he can beat. And they pick some guy that he used to train with. that he used to probably kick the shit out over something. Yeah. And I watched the highlights of the guy he's supposed to be fighting coming up here where he's just absolutely like getting roasted. Well, like fucking, he's not very good. You know, the thing with boxing though, which I don't think does Jake Paul any favors is that like the guys that aren't near the top are kind of no names in my opinion like unless yep. you're really into boxing so like you could pick yeah. anyone and if jake paul smoked them like you can say he's a boxer like this that, guy yeah. no i don't know who this fucking guy is is and uh, apparently his dad like was a big name but this dude isn't so like if if jake paul smokes them they're still gonna he's still gonna face the same criticism like this would be his most like least draw of a fight though like at least in the last yeah. few fights he had some like uh fucking draw to watch it like it was a ufc guy and shit like someone you knew now he's just fighting some no fucking buddy. yeah like, but you wait know. like what when's the fight like next month you wait like a couple weeks before the fight this the the, the, the dude will start making some appearances on social media and then all of a sudden oh yeah they'll have their press shit. conferences and beef and, and shit. yeah and then all of a sudden if, he'll be if, a social media star for a few weeks and then it'll be like a big fucking thing right well, yeah. and if and well, if he ends up fighting Diaz, that's a fight that I have to watch. I will tune in. I will buy yeah. the pay per view. I would I'll watch yeah. that. I would watch that. But this, I think he'll kill Diaz good. though. I think he would too. No? I think he'd beat Diaz as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yo, Ty, to get you back on track, what about uh, what's your thoughts on O'Malley and Yan? I think that O'Malley's gonna eh? get. Uh, that's the biggest fight of O'Malley's career. Good for him. For uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He finally that. got his jump. Yeah, and I think he's been, well, I wouldn't say he's been avoiding that, but I think um, he's been trying to fight people that, like, he knows he can get a highlight reel fucking finish on, and then he's ready for the next step now, and he's going for it, but I think he might be uh, punching above, like, his uh, what he can handle kind of deal, because I think Peter yeah. on there, he's going to, I think he's going to hurt O'Malley, like, whether it be a leg kick, a fucking head kick, spinning back fist, whatever the fuck it may be, like, it's it's going to be a good fight, like, stand-up fight they're not going to go to the ground like i think yan's only weakness is going to the ground and you saw sterling take advantage of that and beat him but there's no way o'malley's strategy is to go in there and fucking do what sterling did o'malley's strategy is going to go in there and and put on a highlight reel show and be kickboxing the whole time but i think yeah. yan's got him beat in that category but then again one strike is all it takes they're both very creative they both like DK mentioned in the past couple episodes, they both throw things at you that you can't really train for. 
where they uh, throw these spinning kicks, fucking fancy ass moves, right? That you can't train for. And then one of those catches you off guard, whether it be O'Malley or Yan, you know, O'Malley could tag him, but I'm definitely going Yan in that fight. I'm thinking Yan hurts him. I think he fucking kicks him in the ankle and breaks it or something like that. Yeah. He was the champ, wasn't he? He was the champ. He was a bantamweight champ like two months ago when he lost to Sterling. He's the number one contender right now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So So that's a fat jump. This is them. This is the UFC, in my opinion, seeing that Aljamain Sterling is the champion. He's probably the weakest champion of the champions. Um, You want to get your biggest star in there. So if Sean O'Malley can take out Peter Yan, you instantly give him the title shot against Aljamain Sterling, and you hope that he takes the belt. Mm. I don't think he's going to. The only thing that Sean O'Malley yeah. has in this one is, like you said, you can't train for what he throws at you. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I was just looking to try to find it. I think he is way bigger than Peter Yon. Like I think he's way taller and way, way longer. Taller. And he might yeah. be able, like his reach is going to be way bigger, and his legs are so long compared to Yon. Like More he might fragile, be able to get though. in on him. Hundred percent. I don't think he's going to win. I think when I was just looking at the odds, he's a already a sizable sizable underdog so it might be worth throwing a couple bucks on him coming down to the fight depending on how he looks and whatnot but i just think it's too big of a step he's bit off a little bit more than he could chew you kind of wonder whether this was him asking for more or if this was dana saying all right you're done you're done getting your push now like prove it yeah Yeah, no i think uh either way he's he's fucked if it was his decision or dana's either way i think yeah it's gonna hurt him bad yep and I then uh, we mentioned Sterling there. I saw that today, the Dillashaw versus Sterling fight. That's going to be the next uh, fight for the belt there. I think Sterling gets the win there again. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that fight. It was just announced, so not too much time. to. Like, the it was only, announced right before the podcast. So. The only thing I know about Dillashaw is the fucking, that clip Dillashaw. of him, get, him getting chirped by McGregor all the time. That's the, Oh, well, he, <laughs> was, never actually he, was, seen uh, he was one of the guys who got caught using steroids, right? So they call yep. him TJ Pillashaw. So that's that's yeah. all I fucking remember when I think of TJ Dillashaw. But I think Sterling gets the W in a in a yeah. boring wrestling style that he did against Yan. Um, but uh, uh, DK, what did you think about that one? Did I ask you that already? No, I I completely agree. I think I think Sterling just kind of takes him down. I think Dillashaw is going to be able to stuff the first few, but not all of them. It's going to be a grappling yeah. fest. I fucking hate TJ Dillashaw. I think he's boring as fuck. Um, and he's cringy when he talks. He kind of reminds me of Henry, Henry Cejudo when he talks. He's just fucking... Sterling's just, cringy I, I, as fuck, too. <laughs> I was just say Sterling's cringy as fuck. This is a fight that if it's a main event of a card and it's a pay-per-view, there is 0% chance on buying that pay-per-view. I don't give a fuck who yeah. else is on it. I just will not give my money to TJ Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling. No fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's like a cold main event. I hope that's not the main event, but uh, I totally agree. And then uh, one other fight we didn't mention yet was... Uh, the one I'm most excited for is Oliveira versus Makachev in Abu Dhabi there as well. The whole time Khabib's been calling out Oliveira to fight Makachev for the belt. He's like, you got to, we're going to fight you in Brazil, like in your home and shit. And then what does Oliveira do? No, we're fighting in your fucking home. We're fighting in Abu Dhabi. And I think I'm going Oliveira, man. Oliveira has not fucking let me down once. Hugely underrated champion. I'm going yeah, fucking he's Oliveira. Stud. I think he's yeah, not a big you. underdog too. I think he's a fucking underdog too. Is he? Yeah, Whatever well, you tell me, Ty, is what I'm going. Fucking, I Makachev is Khabib's boy, though. Like, this is a big, big Wait, fight. Wait, so this, this is, is a title fight? fight? Oh, yeah. This is a title fight? The... Well, so, actually, so yeah, Oliveira changed right? weight class. Did Oliveira, no, is no. Oliveira in a different weight class? No, it's no, for the same When did Makachev get the belt? He doesn't no, have, no, no one has Oliver... the belt. Oh. oh, okay. 
So Oliveira no, doesn't even it... have the belt technically. They're fighting for the belt. So whoever wins gets the belt. And no oh, one the belt right okay. Now. Okay. Because so remember Oliveira lost the... it when he missed weight. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then when so he that's won why that, I was wondering. Yeah, when he won that fight, he became number one contender, and then number two contender, I think, is Makachev. Gotcha. He's, he's so nobody's there. defending that belt. It's just yeah. uh, it's just Four winner takes belt. it. Yeah. So yeah, technically, so, well, so, really, if you think about it, Oliver is defending the belt, but yeah, yeah. technically, no. But one's why defending. is he the underdog? Why is he the underdog? Because everyone thinks Makachev's gonna win because he's Khabib's boy, and Khabib's been hyping him up for fucking years now, and uh, he's he's the next Khabib, right? Khabib's retired. So who takes his? his is he place? defeated? Is he undefeated? No, I think he's undefeated. Yeah, I think he's, oh, he's undefeated. Okay, I believe, mate. Like maybe in the UFC, I think he's undefeated. Like he's fucking been on an absolute tear, and he's the guy everyone's scared of, right? But Oliveira, I think uh, Oliveira takes him, man. I fucking Charlie Olives has not let me down, and I can't yeah. fucking go. Even if he lets me down this time, I'm fucking still happy with what he's done for me. So I'm sticking with my boy Charlie Olives. What do you guys think? Hell yeah, I agree with you. I like Oliveira, and oh, I mean, yeah, if you, you DK, yeah, I I completely agree. I I think I'm just looking it up here as I say it. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. I want to say the last fight I saw of Makachev, um, I didn't think it was all that great. But at the same point, I'm a big Charles Oliveira guy as well. I think the guy's one of the most entertaining fighters in the game right now. Um, to watch him fight, he always puts on a good show. I like him a lot, so yeah. I yeah, I'd be rolling with uh Oliveira for sure. Fuck yeah. Wow. I think Oliveira's got something like most finishes in UFC history, or at least most submissions in UFC history. Like the mm-hmm. guy's a definite Hall of Famer. Like he's so fucking underrated. And I think it's because he doesn't speak English, right? Like it's hard to relate to a guy when he's in press conferences and shit speaking Portuguese. Like you can't fucking tell what he's saying. Like it's hard for him to build a fan base in North America, but goddamn, that guy's He's probably either him or Chamaya, my favorite guys in the UFC. Like, they're just fucking so good at what they do. Yeah. But um, one more fight I want to mention before we go on from UFC is I've been hearing rumors that McGregor's return might be against Gaethje, and it's Dustin Poirier that's really been pushing for this fight. He's been saying shit like uh, Gaethje versus the return of McGregor. You know, someone's going to sleep. You're tuning in for the car wreck, a head-on collision, and he wants to see it. Like, he's pushing for this. Um. I just thought I'd bring that up on the show and uh, ask you guys if you think that would be the next fight for McGregor. Like, I know that's one of the options, but uh, you I think, think that, he'll get washed, possible? no? Who, McGregor will get McGreg- washed? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that, man. I think McGregor's more likely to get washed against someone like um, Chandler or someone that's going to wrestle him. Like, at least with Gaethje, you know they're going to stand and bang, and then it's whoever just fucking connects clean or is going to win it. And either one of them, they True. both have crazy striking power. But uh, well, unless we're assuming Connor's going to fight this year, right? Either at the end of this year or early next year. Okay, so why? I when was the last time he fought? Like, unless he's done something crazy in like the last year ago. Since he's yeah, unless he's done something crazy in that span. Like, I feel like because he's going to get a big name regardless. You'd think, right? Oh, he has to. So he won't fight otherwise. So, so I think there's. I think he gets washed. Like, no matter who he fights, really. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It, especially I think his against best chances against Gaethje. Well, I think See, his best chance against Gaethje. Better chance. Well, Gaethje than almost beat Oliveira. Gaethje almost beat Oliveira. Like, or didn't almost <sighs> beat him, but he, he knocked him down <laughs> twice. Like, didn't they knock each other down? Like, yeah. Twice? Well, the one time Oliveira fucking let him knock him down. Though. Like, he went down on purpose to let the guy come after him. Like, it well, I mean, he got knocked down, dude. But fucking, do you think? I think Oliveira is a better. Is Oliveira is obviously clearly the like superior fighter to McGregor. So, like, do you think? If McGregor oh, I, gets hit like that, 
Did, did does he fucking? I think Gage is a better fight? striker than Oliveira, though, in that sense. But I think uh, the chance 100%. of Oliveira. Oliver getting no, finished. No, I mean Oliver is a superior to McGregor, is what I'm saying. So, if oh, I, definitely, do you think, definitely. Yeah. So, do you think? Do you think if Gaethje does something similar to McGregor to what he did to Oliveira, I don't think McGregor comes back from it. No, like, no, like Oliveira did. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just think um, Oliveira is like a way tougher opponent for McGregor than Gaethje is. Like, I think if McGregor wants to fight, that he actually has a chance of winning. He's a better chance against Gaethje than he does against yeah. Oliveira. Yeah. And like, I think he's a better chance against Gaethje than he does Chandler as well. And then better chance against, fuck, imagine if Makachev wins the title and then fucking McGregor goes and fights Khabib's boy Makachev. That would be insane. Is McGregor going to get a title shot first fight back? Is that, a, is that a possible? Really? <laughs> if Makachev's a title, maybe. Dude. Title or maybe. Dana White fucking gives him title shots. So no you're going to assume... You got to assume it's like one of those four guys that he's going to yeah, fight. Pretty much. Probably. Yeah, pretty much. And he's not going to fight Poirier get... again. Yeah. yeah. So I think he either, gets rid um, regardless. It's either Gaethje, Chandler, Oliveira, or uh, Makachev, maybe. I guess it depends a, what happens. A wild, yeah. card, a wild card name would be Max Holloway at 155 because they've talked, they've talked on social true, media and true. they've talked about this and that, about having a rematch or, and how whatever else. So, yeah. That would be Holloway going up. Yeah, Holloway going up a weight class to meet I think McGregor. That's, I think that's his best chance at a win. McGregor's, yeah. Well, fucking um, Mac or um, what was it? Volkanovski. Yeah, Volkanovski said he'll fight the winner of the Oliveira Makachev fucking fight. Yeah, so Volkanovski. Yeah, weight he, class to go fight those guys. So he needs fucking, to do that, dude. He can't like what? What does Volk do next? Feet, because yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You just, you can't just stay in his weight class and keep your fucking easy money. Why not? Easy <laughs> taking them money. to the cleaners. Easy, God. Yeah, I know, money. but eventually it's not going to be the same money because it's like, oh, we've seen this fight. We know how this goes, right? True, fucking, true. Uh, he's got. I think, he, like, I think he's good enough to compete. Definitely, at, he's he's, at, he's in lost in the UFC. I don't think he's one of the like. He's going to be a Hall of Famer as well, for sure. Yeah, he's sick. He's sick, and I mean, like the Holloway. Underrated. I was against him because I think Holloway won, like, should have won that one fight where, I, like I said, I lost a shit ton of money betting on Holloway, and I think it was like a it was like a close fight, and I think Holloway edged it, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, Volkanovski, yeah. right?" So then fucking that was against him, but I watched him absolutely piece apart fucking Alex Holloway this weekend. Yeah. The guy's fucking cut. I think, bro, I it's was surprised they zombie. didn't stop. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Just mashed him up, and like he's so fast and so technically like sound. Like it, I don't know. I think he has a very good chance at competing at yeah. uh, a a larger weight class. But fuck, man, like I, that fight. Sorry, I didn't want to drag this on, but the fucking that that Holloway Volk fight, that cut on his eyebrow on Holloway's yeah. eyebrow was gnarly. I'm surprised they didn't stop they the fight. I'm surprised they could have stopped it, but I think they know Holloway doesn't want to fucking stop. And you know, like he'll push through anything, and they're like, I'm surprised Volk wasn't like, money. bro, like, come on, like, do that. I, I mean, actually, probably, be, like, he, he's like, bro, like, fight. fuck, he, yeah. Well, no, I think like if it was their first fight, he probably would have been like, is he a good well, guy? Yeah, he's like, like, oh, he's you like guys a, think like I a, lost the last guy? two? I'm gonna go fucking kill this. Yeah, guy exactly. The third one, don't end it now. I'm gonna keep beating the fuck. So that's what I mean. Since there's a third one, so like you, you came back to me. You think you can fucking fuck with me a third time? I beat you twice already. Like fuck you. So he just fucking took it. Yeah. So he just fucking. There's no argument anymore. I mean, fucking, you can argue who won the first two, but I mean, who's a better fighter? It's fucking fucking Volkanovski but yeah, um we were talking about the rumors there about McGregor and Gaethje fight possible but speaking of rumors 
We got one from the NBA as well, and that is that Kevin Durant could become a Toronto Raptor. You think this is actually going to happen, or what do you guys think? So they were the they were the second favorite in terms of odds. You could bet on it. Will Kevin Durant get traded too? And there was every team in the league, and they were the second favorite for him to go. They have now moved in to the first favorite after Phoenix Suns re-signed DeAndre Ayton. My thing is, mm-hmm. is that there's been all this talk back and forth, back and forth, whatever else. And I'll keep this quick because we're running a little long here. A package for you, Stewie J. Okay, you're the Raptors. The Nets come to you and they say, we want Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and a pick. There are two first-round picks that we, that we actually have. Are you doing it for Kevin Durant? No. I, there's, I don't know. I don't even have to think about it because what do they do with Kevin Durant? They got him for three like more years. Court? Yeah, but he's 34 years old. I, and Scotty Barnes, like, you know, like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, because uh, we've seen it work, right? We've seen like a trade like that work. Ty, you're muted. I muted you, by the way, when you got up. So you got to unmute yourself if you want to speak. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. Out of your mutiny. I was like <laughs> screaming and shit. You're like, what do you think of this trade? I'm like, and you said, no way. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you stand up, but I heard a little something in that. Voice. I'm like, oh, I'll just mute him quick. I don't know when he's coming back. Just when he sits back down outside of the mic. But anyway, a pint. Come on, now we're dragging it along. You know, I ran out of pints. I had to get it. Yeah, of course, of course, no, no, no. Of course, of course. But anyways, <laughs> back to my GM chair here. I'm in the press box. I'm saying I'm the side Ujiri. I'm Bobby Webster. I say, fuck no. I hang up the phone almost <laughs> immediately because fuck no. Clip. We lose, we lose. Wait, it was OG and Barnes. OG Barnes, and Trent Jr., two first rounders. Okay, so we lost, Bar- we we lost Barnes. We lost OG. Those are two great defenders and good offensive players. I think OG is arguably the best three and D player in the league. I think Barnes has the potential to be a star. Um, and Gary Trent Jr. on a lot of nights is our best scorer. So now we have Siakam. Durant, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, Van Vliet. I mean, that's still a good roster. That's your best. So that's the best three. That's the best big three of the East. If you have Durant, Siakam, Van Vliet. Yeah, that's still a good roster. Who's going to give you know, a better chance of winning? To... You know, you get Durant now, you're going to have a better chance of winning than these other guys. I are going to give you over the course of five yeah. years or whatever. One injury though, and it's and everything goes to fucking shreds. In my opinion, though. like if Van Vliet goes down, championships. Van Vliet goes down, and you're you're done. In my opinion, who's giving you if that championship? Durant goes you down, need a superstar, man. You need a superstar. All right, but I'm I'm just saying, I think we're not even a, the. I don't think we're the favorite. We might not even be a top three favorite, even if we got Durant. Do you think? I I think we would I th- we would be the favorite coming out of the East if we had Durant coming out of the East. That's fair. Like, which I mean, means I like, still like that would they be the favorite to get to the finals? I don't know if they'd win it. Yeah, but they I I think with Durant, we saw it happen with Kawhi. I think it would be it was a completely different situation where we only had to give up Demar and Chip. But I think you'd get Kawhi. I don't know. It's just a different. It it's a whole different like scenario in my opinion. Oh no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you'd be getting like Durant and Seth Curry because you'd have to make the money match. You'd be getting like Durant, Seth Curry for Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and two first round picks. If I'm the Raptors, 
I'm pulling the trigger on that deal all day long, baby. All really? day long. I get. I know people love OG Ananobi, and people like. I, and this isn't to go against what you said. I get he's a good D, uh, three and D guy, but to say he's one of the best in league, this guy shoots thirty seven percent from three. He shot thirty seven percent, thirty two percent, thirty nine percent, thirty nine percent, thirty six percent, and he just doesn't. He doesn't. OG Ananobi doesn't do it for me, and apparently he wants out. He's going to be the fifth option on this offense this year behind Siakam, behind Van Vliet, behind Gary Trent Jr., behind Scotty Barnes. Like, I'd rather that all of them shoot the ball than, than OG and Obi. I don't think so. I think OG still, 37 isn't terrible. Like, and, I, and I'm not saying, like, three, by three and D, I mean, like, as a total player, I think he's the best guy that you would put in that class, though, like, one of the best, because he, I think he's a superior defender than, than he, like, I think he's, like, a perimeter, as far as perimeter defense goes. He's probably a top five defender, in my opinion. Um, and I think he's a better shooter than Barnes. What did Barnes shoot last last year? And I'm not even, I think Barnes is the guy I don't want to let go. I'm okay with losing OG. Yep. But I don't, I don't like Barnes going, is the thing. Because uh, he's a fan favorite. He's going to, he, he clearly loves Toronto. He clearly wants to be here for a long time, as, assuming we have a good uh, morale around the team and, and we're winning games and stuff. Um, he has the potential to be a superstar. I think he ends up being like his floor is just like a star, an all-star like a perennial all-star is his floor. I think I don't like, I just hate losing Barnes because like that's, and he's a fan favorite. Like he's such like a unique personality. Like he's going to be loved by everyone. He brings fans to the game. Durant could come over. One guy goes down, we get bounced in the first round, and now Durant wants out again. You know what I mean? Like, it could easily happen. Like, why does Durant want to play in Canada? Who knows? I mean, I've heard all these fucking videos saying, oh, Durant loves Toronto and all this shit, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Dur- said multiple times over his career that he started out watching basketball as a Raptors fan. Um, yeah. He's boys with Drake, which is, I know people be like, don't take that for real. That's real. Like, Drake is a big part of the Raptors organization in terms of getting players in and being a – Number one yeah. fan. I just think if you can get, if you can trade Scotty Barnes, I get it. It's, it's going to be tough watching Scotty Barnes be an all star somewhere else. But if you can get Kevin Durant and you have Pascal Siakam and uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kevin Durant, you can slot in Precious Achua in there. You're probably going to get, like I said, like a Seth Curry from Brooklyn as well in this deal. I just feel like that gives you the chance. You got Durant, I think it's for three more years. Um, the fourth year is a player option. I think that gives you a chance at a championship three years in a row and i don't think with the roster we currently have like i don't think we have a shot at a championship three years in a row and the goal is to win so i if it was me i would 100 percent understand why we don't give away scotty barnes but it, i if it was me in that gm chair i'm playing fucking franchise mode i'm pulling that deal off i think i don't know why so what if what if durant wants out after the first year, for example, because first or second year, and we didn't win a championship in either. Who do you who do you build upon after that? Well, you should be able like, to get a, a similar ish deal that you just got. Like you just you just gave away Scotty Barnes to get him. You just gave away this guy to get him. You should be able to get another superstar young guy, another Gary Trent Jr., another OG Ananobi, more first round picks for your rebuild that you're going to have to go through. I just feel like, if, especially if it's only one year, because what if Scotty Barnes does what Vince Carter did or Tracy McGrady did? Or any of these fucking all-stars that have been on the Raptors that just say, I'm fucking out of here. I don't want to play in Toronto. It's a whole different country. I want to go play in my hometown in Florida. 
or wherever, right? Like you just, yeah. I just, I feel like NBA, the the contracts in the NBA mean nothing, and I completely agree with you. Kevin Durant could come here, play ten games, and pull a Goran Dragic. Like <laughs> he could, yeah. he could. He's got that reputation. But no, that was just my first. That was my first trade scenario that, I, or my second, I guess. I did one with the Leafs. I did one with the Raptors. And if we're gonna keep going rumor mill, I got one with the Jays too. All right, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So- oh, okay, wait. Let me just say final verdict. Sorry, yep. before no, no, you move sorry. on. Yes, it's your call. It's your call. You get the hammer. I think, me personally, I pass on the deal because I'm a big believer in uh, young talent and building your team through the draft. And I think, or building your team um, from young age. And I like the young pieces we have. And I think if all goes right next year, if I'm thinking optimistically, I think we are a contender out of the East next year, even assuming Barnes improves, assuming uh, Trent Jr. is fucking more consistent and OG has to be OG and Pascal Siakam just has to be the Pascal Siakam we saw last year and Van Vliet and everybody stays healthy and Van Vliet's the same guy. I think we're, we're, we're a contender because we were like this, a shot. We won two games against Philly. We lost one by a shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like we could have been, could have been there. I don't know, dude, but fucking I say no to that deal. And if we, I think Brooklyn, I hear Brooklyn is not even interested in making deal unless it's Scotty Barnes coming back the other way, which fucking, which sucks. But I don't think I ideally would want to keep Barnes, Fanfleet, and Siakam. Everyone else can go. Is it enough to get Durant? I don't know. Are we going to get Durant? I don't know. Um, Masai Ujiri has never been afraid of taking risks. We'll see. Yeah, I say no. Yeah, Masai's a big. Let me hear the Jays. Masai's a big win now guy. I will say that, which is which is why yeah. this deal is even being like the Raptors are a favorite, but the Jays deal. That's why so, I say yes. Go for it. I <laughs> think so. Go I, with the Jays deal. Listen, I think so too. I think you go for it too. But Stewie J had the final judge's hammer, and we're going with a yeah, solid Stewie no. J's I'm got saying the no. I would just hate to fucking guy. I would just. I would just hate to see fucking Durant request a trade or yep. Durant fucking or or Durant finishes his contract out in Toronto. We never won a championship. That would fucking suck, especially seeing uh, Scotty Barnes be an all-star, maybe even Trent Jr. being an all-star. Yep. You know what I mean? So Completely that agree. Would, that would hurt. Completely and I'm agree. afraid of pain. I'm afraid of that pain. So. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. get enough of it. Well, we get enough of it. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. So, so I'll, I'll pass. So, okay, so going on to the last and final trade that I've concocted in my brain and over the week. So a big name in the MLB is on the trade market. He, uh, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, apparently turned down a 15-year, $440 million deal from the Washington Nationals, which is absurd. But at the same point, fuck it, it's baseball, baby. He might be making And if he makes $500 million, Shohei Otani's getting a bill. Um, but anyways, Juan Soto is apparently going to be traded within the next couple of weeks and I was thinking about it is what do the Jays really need? Do they need pitching? Yes. Do they need relief pitching? Yes. Do they need a left-handed bat? Yes. Yes, they do really badly. So I concocted this deal up and it involves a couple of fan favorites. I'm going Bo Bichette, Gabby Marino. <laughs> yeah, Bo Bo Bichette, the French Canadian. Uh Gabby Marino, uh Aureldis Martinez, and picks for Juan Soto, are you pulling? You can't the trigger? give up, Bichette. Come on now, you can't give up, boy. Are you 
are you pulling the trigger or are you leaving it no, on the not table? Me. Like uh, that that one's tough too. <laughs> that was so tough. Bobachet's underperforming a little bit this year, which is why I'm even considering it. We're only halfway. But We're even, only halfway. Exactly. Like, yeah, Bobachet. He's going to have a six second half. Watch this guy. He's going to be lighting it exactly. up. Exactly. That's a guy up. that. Yeah, slamming it like he slams Putin. <laughs> I think I said it last episode. He's one guy that could be a huge like turnkey, like factor in our uh, in our second half push. Assuming it happens, like there's a lot of guys that have very a lot of room to improve. That's Bichette and Guerrero even. Um, I still think I say no. And I'll explain why. I'll explain why it looks good and why I considered it. Oh, it's because it's a judge's le- hammer. It's it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Like obviously, Soto, you'd say is an upgrade on Bichette. Oh, and Moreno, Moreno with if Kirk's, I mean if Kirk's gonna be around here for the next few years. Moreno doesn't even make sense to me. Um, he's expendable. Martinez is still a, a few years away. Expendable. Um, Soto is an upgrade over Bichette, and he's a left-handed bat. That's why I consider it. And he's probably the best left-handed bat in the game. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's fair. Him? Oh, there's a couple. Yeah, there's no, no, there's a couple. He's one of. He's one of. That's you can make an point. argument. He's yeah. having a down season, realistically. Soto yeah, he was on. He was on fire right before the All Star game, but before that, yeah, he was. He was having a little bit of a by Juan Soto standard so far and off year. Right. So. So I think, wow, that one's tough. I think, I don't know, dude, just because you're going to have to, that makes Biggio an everyday player because you're going to move Espinal to to short. I don't like Biggio as an everyday player. Either. Um, That you're going to have to figure something out. You're going to have to figure something out in the outfield now because now you have four. Um, very good outfielders, and we still our biggest need is pitching at the end of the day. And you just traded two of our top prospects, and we didn't get any pitching in return. I that that's I think that's why I say no. But that was a tough one. I'll say, I like that. I'll say no to that deal too. I don't think Juan Soto, even if he came here, I don't think he fucking signs. So. I understand you get in baseball, you get team control because you get the bird rights until he's fucking 25 years old. But I don't think he signs after two years. And I do think that Boba Shad's probably got a good chance of re-signing with us if we throw the right money at him, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but I completely agree with you on everything there. We need pitching. Doesn't give us pitching. Does it give us that lefty bat? And Juan Soto is a guy that really, um, especially if you put him in this roster, imagine your one, two, three being George Springer, Juan Soto, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. That's that. That yeah. would be the best top three with with, with Kirk Hernandez and Bichette. Yeah. Behind, or I mean, well, you don't have Bichette. No, Kirk Hernandez still behind and Gur- 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 Guriel, who's hitting three hundred. Yeah. yeah, you get all these guys that are just absolute mashers in a lineup, and it's just it's kind of what you need. And when you start thinking of it that way, it's like, oh fuck, maybe oh, I could yeah. do it. But you it took t- me a long time to get that deal because I think it would actually be more. I think you would have to give up more for. Juan Soto. I think you're going to have to give up like Bachet, Guriel, Mourinho, Martinez, 
and picks. Like, I think you're going to have to give it all up for Juan Soto. He's 23 years old, and he's considered to be the best, if not the best, one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. I don't know, though, well, we, because because been, uh, the Padres. Oh, sorry, Ty, go ahead. I was just going to say, we've been talking on the, the show the last few weeks. Like, if it if the Jays don't kind of turn their shit around, like, they're going to have to hit the panic button. And when we refer to panic button, we're saying, you know, make some big trades or, or shake up the team a little bit. So, I mean... We're halfway through the That's season. That's a massive now. shake. Oh, up, if it's, if, shake I don't up, know about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I think pitching is still our top need. Yep. A left-handed. I'm just saying when it, when it comes worries. time to hit the panic button, then uh, then maybe instead of saying no, you'll be saying yes. If it, if you know if the, I don't know, the dude. Time now. I, don't I don't think, think it does we're enough. there yet, right? We're not. I don't there think it yet. does enough for for the Jays. I don't think it does enough. Yeah. We still like obviously we have like you could argue that we have the best offensive in baseball. I mean. We get cold sometimes, but you could argue that we have the best lineup in baseball. Um, and I think adding Soto, even taking, even in exchange for Bichette, makes us. It's hard to argue against the fact that we'd be the best in the league. But I still don't know if that makes us like a guaranteed World Series run, just because like our pitching is just like so shaky, and that seems like it's the fucking thing like every year. And I think. What the what the Jays are trying to do, the way they manage the team, and if you look at it like through like the last like ten this this front office, since this front office has been here, what it's 2016, 17, mm-hmm. I think they never who was saying this the other day. I was listening to the radio. They said they never want to lose value in a trade. And that sounds obvious, but I mean, in the fact like some guys there's some teams that are willing to throw the whole fucking bag at a team for uh, a rental, right? Yep, they don't do you that. You saw that with yep. You saw that with like Anthopolis. He did it a few times, yep. right? And like, it might make the team better, but in the long term, you're you're gonna lose value. But it might be a piece you need. But they never want to lose long term value. They're trying to be the Dodgers, right? Yep. They want to build a team that can contend every single year, year in, year out. And I think Bichette is a guy that is like a hopeful resign. Like I think I think it I think he resigns. I don't think there's very much drama in that. And who knows about Soto? Um, and if you want to gain value, you're gonna want to go after pitching, right? So I don't know. Like it just it's not like a I don't know. It's like. When you think, when I think long term value, and you're training two big prospects plus are like a our short everyday shortstop that when he's on when he's on when he's playing his game um, can make a case for the best shortstop in the league almost. Offensively, uh, offensively for sure. Offensively, of yep. course, yeah, yes, yep. of course. Um, so and and it doesn't. I don't know. Here and it's like not like a guaranteed sign. No, nope. we don't have. We don't have control over him after his what after his uh, second year here. Entry deal. Yeah, so you'd get yeah, three so playoff. If you got him right now, you'd get three playoff runs guaranteed. You get out three of playoffs, and yep. and now you're and now your trade pool is looking thin for yep. a fucking pitcher, right? So yep. you I I'd say you're losing value, and ultimately, you're losing value, especially if he doesn't resign. Well, and and here's another angle for it. Say best case scenario, you get him. You got to give away Bichette and shit, and then. 
he resigns. He wants to sign in Toronto. Best case scenario. You give him yeah. $450 million for 10 years. So he's making 40, 40, mil, 40 sheets a year. And then Vladdy rolls up. You're yeah, going to have to too, fucking right? give Vladdy $400 million or $380 million. And how many teams in the major leagues have two guys that they're paying $400 million on the payroll? I don't know any, to be honest with you. I know like the Dodgers have 160 here to, uh, at Freeman or 120 at Freeman and 260 at uh, Mookie Betts. Yes. and whatever else, but nobody's paying two guys $400 million. So I feel like if you got Juan Soto and signed him, you're basically saying we can't sign Vladdy, which right. I don't so like. I don't like that. So you're losing long-term value, yep. and it sounds it – sound, that's my opinion, and it probably sounds like an incredibly hot take considering you're getting Juan Soto, one, arguably the best young player, player in the league. Young player in baseball, for sure. He's the best young right. player in baseball. Under 25, I'm taking Juan Soto first over anybody, I think. Right. So, yeah, let's say this. If you are doing a fantasy draft, you want to build a team, you're doing a fantasy draft of all MLB players, you probably take Juan Soto first. Yep. You know, center fielder, yep. one of the best bats in the league. Yeah. Walks more than anyone, I think. Yeah. So, I think it's so it sounds like insane to say that I think we're losing value long term, but I think it just coming from like a Blue Jays perspective, like it, it's like it, we're a unique team. Like we yep. don't, it's like we have a lineup that, Looks like it can win now already, and pitching is our need. And we just gave up pieces that could be used to improve our team in the areas we need it on a guy like Juan Soto. I don't think it's hammer down. That's a no. Then my yeah yeah yeah. I say no. It's it's, it's a no. Right. I'm not even interested. I don't even think the Blue Jays are interested. Like, are they in the trade talks for Juan Soto? Apparently, yeah. I think it's the, it, it, but I think it's the Padres that are the front runners. Yeah, Padres are front runners. I think Blue Jays might like. M- like might listen to what they want, but you got to like, call. You got to make a call. call. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to call. But like, it's, I don't think Soto. But I don't think they're as serious. I don't. Nope. I don't think they're serious at all about it because, like I just said, everything I just said, I don't think they're fucking serious about Juan Soto. I think the Padres would be wild because, I mean, Tatis when he fucking can stay healthy at least was also like if it, him and Soto were like the two guys that you were saying that you'd say were like the best young players in the league. Now Soto's kind of taken over because he's proven he can play whole season. And uh, he had a monster season last year. So it's just, but like those are two of the best young guys in the league. What do they have to trade? Because they're not going to trade like uh, the Padres because they're not going to give up Machado and they're going to keep Musgrove. And the the whole point of getting Soto is they want to pair him with Tati. So what do they, I don't, I'm not familiar with like their prospect pool. They must have a good one, but um, if they're in the talks with Juan Soto, but I completely agree. I just, I, it would, uh, if the Jays pulled something, a rabbit out of their hat and they got Juan Soto, it would fucking definitely get me hard. I'd be, I'd be all over a Juan Soto. <laughs> I'd be all over a Juan Soto jersey, but in terms of like, yeah, a package, I'll even give it up our sense. boy Bashay, man. Come on. Yeah, Bashay, Bashay's <laughs> a fan favorite, dude, man. Like, <laughs> dude, like the, that you would lose like all the chicks that come to the game would immediately stop coming. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? We so, don't need that. We don't need that. But uh, we need you lose like a little bit of attendance, even though you're gaining a little bit of skill, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not know. worth it. I think you Not gain value. It. You gain value short term in that trade, DK. Yep. But you lose it long term. Yep. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Aureldis Martinez is a guy that most most Jays fans might not even know. He's supposed to be the next best thing at third base for the Blue Jays. So, um, 
Gabby Moreno, I, when I watched him. And shortstop. I thought he's a natural shortstop, isn't he? Oh, was he? I, th- I see it. That's the thing is because I think because they're planning on keeping Bo Bichette, they have moved him to third base, I thought, um, in the minor leagues this year, and he's tearing it apart. Could be wrong on that completely. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jays fan, but I, I, I'm, not watching, I'm not watching the, the minor league teams. But no, yeah, 100%. I fucking, those are the three trades that throughout this week, I was fired up to get on the pod and throw them out to the boys. So wait, what was the first one again? Oh, the Leafs. I first think one none of Leafs. those go through. First those one are, was, <laughs> but the thing I'm was, I'm sorry to say, DK. I don't think I accept any of those. Or or no, the Leafs one. I said I would accept. Yeah, as a Leafs fan, but all of them were. It, considering I'm fan, I'm a fan of the Leafs, the Jays, and the Raptors. None Not of realistic, them. None of them. Yeah, say. none of them were like, "Hey, we're giving you fucking Alex Kerfoot for Matthew Kachuk." Like it wasn't like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. they were all like legitimately like thought out. Being like, okay, this is what I yeah. think it would have to be to make it work. Like, what do you think, kind of thing? Of course, but yeah, yeah I, I think was... it's good when you when you when you like when a fellow fan has to go ah when it hurts them. You know, you made like a decent trade offer because you, you you're getting in each scenario you're losing a piece yep. that you don't want to lose. Like that's a fan favorite piece. You yep. know what I mean? Hundred percent. I completely agree. And I think especially in Bichette's case, it's beyond like him being a fan favorite. Like. He is like a young player that for years to come, <laughs> assuming this season is doesn't become the norm, um, for years to come, he's going to contend for like batting titles and whatnot, right? So I don't know. For sure. I think... Uh, Guy's a stud out there. Yep. The guy is a stud out there, but it is Juan Soto. I think you gain value. Like I said, <laughs> I, think you gain val- I think you gain value short term in the lineup, but you could also make the argument that you're losing value just because you're using pieces that could be used towards getting pitching, which any pitcher, like if you, we got a Sandy Alcantara back, I think that's that makes it. like, yeah, that's that, that does better for us than getting Juan Soto for Boba Shett. I think to pull him out of there, the season that Alcantara's having is just fucking going to take as much as Soto almost right now. I think the Marlins realize they got a fucking blue chip. I think it's Kirk. Yeah. And I think I do Kirk st- till still. I love Kirk, but I think it, for Sandy Alcantara, I think I do it. I even uh, the A's had that Frankie Montas going off, but I don't know if he's injured or if the talks have just really slowed down because he was good at the start yeah. of the year, and now I haven't really heard much about him. I know the Reds got uh, Luis Castillo, that's on the uh, on the bump for them every fifth day. Yeah. That's doing pretty well. That the Jays have been linked to. I completely agree. Instead of putting all your eggs in Soto basket, you might as well spread them around a little bit. Grab a, a Alcantara or a Montas or a Castillo, and then get an arm or two in the bullpen as well, and then. Uh, really take a run yeah. at this thing what about kirk for alcantara do you do that no i don't know what i haven't been really watching the marlins very much so i don't know like he's I unbelievable. Alcantara, Alcantara's unbelievable. yeah i assume he might even take more than more than kirk yeah that's know? what i'm saying it's, like, it would take kirk and something else yeah it would take it would take gabby Moreno probably because he's got more upside in terms of being really? young. yeah because i think a, a lot of people around the league don't see alejandro kirk as this perennial all-star and i think that's the the narrative around um, Gabby Moreno is that he's supposed to be some all-star. Like, I, I, mean, I love Kirk. We get to watch him every day. I think there's some guys that are high on Kirk. I disagree a little bit. I think there's some guy. I think there's some teams that love Kirk. Possibly. They were saying, like, at the All-Star game last night, they're saying this guy is in. Like, they were they were stroking him off a little bit, giving a little. What's fun to cheer? Giving a little jerk job on fucking Alejandro Kirk. It's fun to cheer. I mean, it is the All Star game. Yeah, I was going to say they do that, but it's also fun to cheer for a 
five eight fat dude out there that's just ripping apart the major leagues when you know yeah, he's not he's supposed hit, to. He's not with that body. Three. You see that guy down at the fucking grocery store <laughs> ripping with a full cart yeah. of chips. You don't see him at behind the plate in a major he's got league game. Coach in there, dude. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> he's unbelievable. I love him. But that's just that's yeah. just the facts, right? He's an easy guy to love in terms hey. of people around the league. I mean, uh, you guys. Speaking of the All Star Game, DK, didn't you have? Uh, didn't you want to mention that on the pod today a little bit? Oh, or? I just wanted to to, you to get, into that? get out the fucking pump and pump my own tires up here. I had Juan Soto guy plus five fifty in the home run derby. Cash it. I had fucking the AL winning plus a hundred. Cash it. So you know what? It was a good little All Star weekend. For the kid going on UFC picks last week, cashing on plus money picks, going to the All Star Game and Home Run Derby, cashing on plus money picks. I'm all the way back, boys. Did, I was cold for a while. I'm all shit. the way back. Did you put a Did you put a a unit on Alonzo? No, I put a unit on Pujols. I I put a half a unit on Pujols, a unit on Soto, and a unit on Schwarber. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say best name. I mean, Alonzo was the big right favorite. There. Yeah, I yeah I hated Pujols. the fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was so funny, dude. Just a quick little story before we get out here. We're running late. I'm watching the home run derby, and my girlfriend looks up. And she starts trying to announce the name. She's like, Pajoles. And I was like, you know what's really funny? If you're not a baseball fan, she's like, what? It's like, they, they call him Pujols. Like, that's his name, Pujols. And she just started <laughs> laughing, right? She's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. I'm like, no, that's how you say his name. It's Pujols. But, I mean, fucking... It's just if you don't if you don't watch baseball and you don't know it, second yeah. best name. Bichet's number one though. Let's let's be real here, Bo Bichet, baby. Bo Bichet. That's all I had for today's episode though. I don't know if you Same. guys got like uh, any other topics you wanted to get into before we get out of here. We ran a little longer today than most episodes. Holy tits were long, boys. Yeah, this yeah, is what this is a long winded episode. Yeah, let's get it. Bring us home, Ty. All right, let's get out of here. That's a wrap for episode 14 of Bucks on Knox. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And also keep an eye out for our gambling picks on those social media pages. And uh, drop a five-star review down for the podcast if you enjoy it. And check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it. Dun, 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 dun.